This week, Aquarius and Chaz Singleton of Patch Clown them, Productions man. wrapped up another music video. This one for a new song by their very own Daltinius. So keep an eye out for that in the coming weeks, and don't forget to hit up YouTube for Zach Perkins' newly released music video for his song Heaven. Wednesday evening, Zach as well as Patty Dwyer will be headlining a comedy show at Belux and Biloxi. So if you're bored tonight, make sure to go there by nine. Give Aquarius a follow on Instagram and Facebook to keep up with their upcoming project. This show is also brought to you by BJ DeBlow, that dirty motherfucker. He knows exactly what he did. <laughs> and a very special thank you to Mark Simmons for inviting his friends to like us on Facebook. Let's start the show. Wait. Time for the Open Micah Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I am the Typhoid Mary of the 21st Century, Jacob Craig. <laughs> and tonight, our guest is a very funny comedian who I had the pleasure of going on tour with recently. Uh, he also produces and hosts shows at the Alabama Music Box in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, June 20th is their next show. He's going to be hosting for Sean Patton coming there. Me and Jason already got our tickets. You need to get your tickets, too. We'll go ahead and throw that link in the bio for you. All you got to do is fucking click on it and buy some tickets. Yeah. Give it up for Mr. Zeke Buckholtz. Welcome to the show. Woo-hoo. How you doing, man? All right. I'm good. I'm sorry. I think I fucked up your... Can I cuss? Sorry. Uh, yeah. You can't <laughs> fucking cuss, Zeke. You can't All right, fucking so cuss, Zeke. God fucking damn it. I, I, it. It froze for a second there when you were doing your ad read, and then, like, it came back like 10 seconds later and I said, oh, it's frozen. And then you just had this look on your face like, hey, you're fucking it up, dude. Look, well, that's what happens when you're you're uh, joining a Zoom call from your murder cabin. What the hell is <laughs> going on over there? This fan right here is to keep the, uh, the, the smell of it actually does smell like dead bodies out here. We have these fly traps <laughs> that we put up on the corners of the garage and it does smell uh, vile. It's not great. So but I just look- keep it fine. You look angelic, Zeke. You look hey, very you. glowy. You're that. glowing. You look like you're pregnant. It's oil. It's oily. That's what it is. Oh. Hey, I don't know if this if this helps or hurts the vibe, but I'll just put this long board back behind me. Oh, that's that cool. definitely helps. It helps. Just that hang helps it up everything. There. All right. Hell yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's um that's gonna be a murder weapon in the near future. <laughs> but um, <laughs> blood stains on the wheels. Is there for real? No, there's not. This actually, uh, I did. Uh, I was in the ICU. Well, from this, this, uh, this longboard right here is when I had a life-changing head injury. So I, that's why I stutter now sometimes. Is because of uh, my family thought I was dead. What? Yeah. So there you go. I'm sorry okay. for laughing, but that's fucking hilarious. Okay, you have <laughs> to my, tell us more yeah. about this story. Like, you can't just say I have a head injury and now I have a stutter and just move on. You gotta. <laughs> You got to elaborate well, a little bit. There's like, there's like two weeks of my life I do not remember because of this guy. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I asked for a, a longboard for Christmas. I've never longboarded before. It was when I was still, I was probably freshman in high school. And I uh, got a longboard and decided, you know what, I'm going to go down the biggest hill in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, tried to bail out in the middle of it. That's the last thing I remember. My cousin, who was like a few years younger than me, supposedly. I was like just screaming bloody murder, like holy fuck! I don't know. It was weird. People would come in and like talk to me and have full conversations with me, and I do not remember. We recorded one of our first music videos whenever I at with Shropshire. 
whenever I was completely unaware. It was just me saying fuck in a hospital bed. How did you find a hill in Mobile, Alabama? It's like the flattest <laughs> place you in the go country. To, go to Venetia Road. They got a they got a big one. It's a good one. You just gotta <laughs> make sure you sweep off all the rocks first. After all of that, that was your one question, Jason, was where'd you find a hill? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where this hill is speeches. that caused such a huge head injury. Like, How old were you when this happened? Do what? How old were you when this happened? Uh, I think I was maybe 15. Oh, okay. So this was a while back. 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the answer there. Uh, I actually... Speaking of uh, music videos with Shropshire, I actually did a deep dive on you on YouTube and I found a video that's like two minutes long. And the entire video is like you, like baby faced, and you just look at the camera, you say, I'm Zeke and I played the drums. And then you yeah. just do a drum solo for two minutes. I was trying to, uh, I was trying to get a scholarship. Oh. Did it work? <laughs> no, it didn't. We actually went. <laughs> We went and uh, we got to like jam with some like well-known musicians. And one guy was like, he kicked off one of the other famous drummers, not famous. They weren't famous, locally famous and told me to get back on the drum. So I was like, I totally got this. I definitely won. But I think it's just because I sounded so country when I said, I'm Zeke Buckholz and I play the drums. And I was oh, wearing a puka, a, puka, a puka bead necklace. Yes. So they were probably that guy. No, it was in a yeah. similar thing. I was in an attic, not a garage. So. Probably my. What were I you noticed trying to get a uh, uh, scholarship for? They literally, just if you get chosen, they give you like, I can't remember how much, a good bit of money to go towards like music lessons or something like that. Oh. I don't know. It was like, it was cash though. So I was just going to be like, all right, dude, get some more weed. <laughs> <laughs> See, what it was is that you were so good that you didn't need the scholarship. That's exactly, you know what? That's exactly, I'll, I'll tell Dennis Fingerroll Nelson that, uh, that you said that. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Who who is Dennis Finger Roll Nelson? Okay, I think he uh might have froze up there for a second. I think it's a little bit. It's, it's freezing. God damn it, dude. You're back now, buddy. All right. I damn need it. to know who Dennis Finger Roll Nelson is. Oh, he's a jazz oh, you should actually look up. So he's a jazz musician from Mobile who uh who was real good. He's the one that kicked the other guy off the drums and told me to play again. But he just came out with a with a pilot for a TV show, and it is awful. It's like Tyler Brown meet the it's Tyler Perry meet the Browns, which is like filmed in one room and like just terrible angles. <laughs> we should get him on the podcast. Yeah. You should. Don't tell myself. I want to ask him how, how he got the nickname Finger Rolls, or is that his actual? <laughs> no, he's just so big. He's just so fat that he's got so many finger rolls. No, dude, he's gonna watch this. Uh, no, it's because he's a jazz guitarist and he can roll his fingers real well. oh okay <laughs> yeah sure the guitar yeah that's what it was yeah you can roll a joint one-handed that's why he's called finger rolls <laughs> <laughs> that's why they call zake finger rolls dude this guy yeah. gets down you do the fucking italian thing we had a whole conversation about oh, that yeah. the other night everybody does this i'm pretty sure like I, this is I've, I've noticed that every single person in the world does this but i'm the only one that pointed it out and everybody made fun of me <laughs> Jason, have you ever done that while talking? I, the Italian thing? I've never, I, I've never seen an Italian person do that, and I, I I'm know pretty, several. I'm <laughs> it's a, it's more of an American thing, I think, than an Italian thing at this point. 
I mean, I, I have really look at your fingers while you're talking. You'll be doing this probably. I have two very close Italian friends that come from New Jersey, and <laughs> actually three. One that still lives in New Jersey, and none of them do this. Like I've well, never it's, seen. It's this an before. authentic Italian gesture. It's not New yeah. Jersey Italian. It's straight from the river. Straight what from river? Sicily, baby. Sicily. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> straight up Godfather. Yeah. Let's 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 talk about um your professional life for a little bit because I know that that way pre-pandemic you guys had TJ Miller at the Music Box. Um and then recently you had Chris Kattan and that seemed like the show that started like this whole run of headliners that you guys are yeah. getting in. Like like what was the change? Like when did you start you know deciding that you're going to get in all these comedy headliners? Well, I did not book TJ Miller um they the the owner of the venue knew him for something else supposedly they went to like a wedding or something together so he was like trying to get a show and uh really what happened i used to look at blind mule but blind mule didn't necessarily have or want to put money behind having headliners didn't have somebody really like supporting doing bigger shows like that so now that i'm with music box it's just kind of Fall. And honestly, I know you guys just saw Jason P. Leonard or just talked to him recently. He's helped out a bunch with setting up these shows as well. He's oh, yeah. like, whenever he's got like a route, he can send my way. He'll send it my way. That's awesome, man. So, so how's the, how's I mean, the, how has the crowds gotten over there uh, for the not uh, for the, actually like the open mic shows over there? <sighs> They're hit or miss. They've been pretty missed recently. Uh, I'm doing a, I just talked to a couple or uh, one of the local radio stations over here, 92 Zoo, about talking about it. She said she would, and Lane Yap over here instead of talking about it. So we're putting more effort into getting it back going again. It was good for a minute there. It still hasn't hit. Like, I don't know if you came out to the Blind Mule whenever it was at its crux. Well, this this was a while ago, I guess, that it was really at its crux, like four or five years ago, that we would be having, like, 25 comics a night and 30-plus people in the, in, the, in the crowd, just, I guess, because it finally – kind of took off. So I guess we're still kind of in that beginning phase, trying to really make it like a staple again. That makes sense. So we're still kind of yeah, weighing it out, trying to, trying to, uh, I was over there. Happen. What was the last time I was over there? Uh, so while you, you read your Twitter, your, your Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you read your it, it, Twitter, Jason. Yeah. But dude, there was literally like, it was one of the first shows back after, you know, a, after everything started to open up a little bit and there was nobody there. It was yeah. like the it was Zeke behind the bar. There was like three or four comedians and like what three people there. <laughs> Actually yeah, there was seven right. seven people at one point. It was like three you know, three Karen's there who made it through the first <laughs> comedian and they were like, No, nah, we're out and then they left. So it was like half yeah. the crowd left. It might have been that same same one where there was uh some Karen's that were out and Ryan was telling a story about in his, in his joke, he talks about uh, an episode of Grey's Anatomy where a lady has a miscarriage. And this lady was like, miscarriages are not funny. And like looked at her husband, like, we're leaving. Like, no, we're just talking about the show. Like, I don't care. Miscarriage is never funny. Like, do you like Grey's Anatomy? Because she probably does like Grey's Anatomy a bunch. <laughs> the, sto the story was literally, it wasn't even a joke about a miscarriage. It was literally just a story yeah. about the first time that Ryan went on a date with this girl. And like they watched 
this episode. <laughs> and she was like, no miscarriages for me. Thank you. Yeah. No, I've heard that joke. It's literally Ryan describing the episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's literally <laughs> just what happened in that episode of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. That lady was upset. Her husband was just kind of like, eh, and they left. <laughs> so I saw this on Facebook. I, I want to believe it's true. I but I saw it and I was like, "There's no fucking way this is real." Are you doing comedy at a rest stop in Connecticut? <laughs> it's not real. It's not real. It's not real yet. But this guy, I don't know if you know Brian Bargainier. He's no. hilarious. He's come through Mobile a couple times. Uh, he's a Connecticut comedian. He did a lot of touring for a while, and I think he just had this idea like that would be hilarious to do this. So now he's just like started and then he's gonna i don't know if they do it I, at first i was like i'm definitely not gonna drive to connecticut even if they do make it happen but if they make it happen i'm driving to connecticut for sure to do that. it sounds great i i would i just i can't imagine the conversation i would have to have with my girlfriend like hey <laughs> i'm gonna be gone for like at least a week um i have a gig at a rest stop in connecticut <laughs> hey but you could do uh rest stops along the way you could do the rest. That's stop true. Tour. That's true. I think Zeke's frozen on the ceiling. Yeah. There he is. Zeke, <laughs> have you ever thought about doing a whole run of rest stop shows? That would be great. Except for, I mean, there, nobody could pay you. So I'm just trying to get like <laughs> maybe a pack of peanuts out of the situation. Pack of peanut M&Ms out of the situation. Right, yeah. yeah but you could throw like a hat out in front of you like with like a couple dollar bills and some change and hopefully. Right, yeah. Yeah, it would be hard to... Uh, cultivate a crowd for comedy though i guess it would have to be a clean show i guess or we could do it like one next to the toilets and be like this is the potty humor stage yeah <laughs> i mean honestly fuck them kids right <laughs> like look i mean you're already at a rest stop you already saw a bunch of crackheads walking around like shit fuck, shit, shit, fuck. <laughs> right it's like you might as well make it funny yeah maybe some eloquent shit fucks in there yeah there you go eloquent shit fuck was actually the name of my punk band in high school <laughs> turn into a shoegaze band um didn't you guys just release a music video for shropshire yeah we did uh dark matter 30 it was one of the first song one of the first beats that i ever made and uh my friend philip really wanted to make a music video out of it so we did there it awesome, was man. yeah we're what? trying to put out one one a month so far is our goal that's a pretty solid goal um <laughs> what like what goes into making a music video for Shropshire? Because, I mean, you, you guys, like, in the early stages, you know, it looks like y'all just kind of filmed, like, in someone's house. And then, like, the most recent video before this one, Smoke That Goody, like, had, like, solid fucking production value. Behind yeah, it. so that's actually my friend uh, Kevin Copeland, or Opus Mercury, who's... So, one of... He had just started doing uh, film stuff kind of, sort of recently. One of the first things he did for music videos was uh, Sugarloaf, one of our other music videos. Yeah. And he just has, like, taken off quickly. Like, he's getting picked up by a bunch of people. He got, like, a record deal or, like, a, a deal with a record company to make a bunch of them. So it's his, it's his, like, job now. And he's just gotten really good at it in, like, a year and a half, just killing it, cranking them out. So that guy, so literally we just kind of, we make a song, and then we're like, who wants to do this one? Or I'll reach out to somebody and be like, hey, do you want to do this one? And then whoever does it. It winds up in their style. And 
so did the <laughs> I saw at the end of the video the fire department showed up at the music box where you were filming because of the smoke machine. Yeah. <laughs> what was that conversation like with the firemen? Were they just like, you guys fucking suck or they were so fucking cool, dude. I thought they were going to be so mad. Like, I ran inside. I was like, put my weed inside real quick because I didn't know if they get mad about that. Uh, <laughs> but, no, they, they were literally like, are y'all going to be doing this for much longer? And I was like, I, not anymore, dude. Like, I think we're good now. But he was like, literally, you can just call the company and tell them you're going to be doing it. And they just, like, went off, maybe, like, had lunch downtown or something. I don't know. But they, they were super fucking cool about it. I really thought they were going to be pissed. I felt so bad. How much freaking smoke were you using? A lot. A lot. <laughs> JC, you should watch that music video. It's actually a really good song. It's really catchy. Yeah, I'll go. And the music video is really it. good. Um, <laughs> how much? How much mustard did you have to chug for that video? Oh God, so much. I I didn't even have to chug. I didn't have to chug it, but I thought, you know, this will be worth it. This will totally be worth it. But you do that a lot, like multiple times. I've seen you chug condiments. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a you did the video with the in the hot dog suits where you did like you chugged something, I think, in there. I didn't. Ch- I didn't chug anything. I just uh held like a full chewed up hot dog in my mouth for a long time. That's what it, it was. Yeah, that was gross. That was worse than the mustard, honestly. That sounds <laughs> terrible. It was really bad. Was it just the hot dog, or was it the bread too? It was with the bread, with chili, Ugh. mustard, ketchup. There's nothing worse than like soggy bread and then just holding oh, yeah. it in your mouth like that. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that just that makes yeah, me want to so vomit. Like, he would, like, thinking take a about shot, it, and I would just have to stop with like a full mouth of <laughs> hot dog and then like <laughs> go at it again and start <laughs> as soon as he started the next thing. That makes me think about those people that do the speed eating. Have you seen the way they eat the hot dogs oh, for the speed God. eaters? They like and take they the hot dog. Yeah, they dip it in water. Have you ever? Mm-hmm. Eaten like a soggy bun. It's the most disgusting. Yeah. Like, how do they it's not awful. vomit? I tried to like reheat a Philly cheesesteak and by steaming it on my stove top, and it was fucking despicable. It was awful. <laughs> like, it just fell apart whenever I touched it. It's really hard to get through. It's just like eating a fucking loogie. It's disgusting. Okay, there's a trick to that. Like, when you're reheating a sandwich like that, any kind of like po'boy or, or whatever, any kind of sandwich, you have to take the meat and everything out. Like, yeah. kind of warm that up in a pan, but you take the, the bun and you put that in the oven for a bit to heat it. It was also hardened together at that point. Oh, uh, okay. It was like a real soppy Philly cheesesteak, and it had been in the fridge for a little while. Uh, so I literally just tried to throw it all into a pan, and then, like, it kind of got a little too hard, so I tried to steam it, and then it got a little too soft. Ugh. Ugh, ste- oh, yeah, steamed it was too sandwich. Hard. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I played bass for steamed sandwich back in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, no. <laughs> there's a bu- there's a bunch of steamed sandwich restaurants. Like Firehouse steams their sandwich. Really? Yeah. That and sounds Mama disgusting. Goldberg's. I don't know if y'all have those over there. I mean, you've had Firehouse. It's not bad. I'm. I mean, there's a Firehouse here. We've actually. I've actually been talking about checking it out because I've never had it before. But I don't know about steaming a sandwich. They've got it down to a science at this point. There's got to be a reason they're doing so good. I mean, I like a good uh, toasted sandwich but oh yeah steamed? y'all love to get those yeah i like boiled a nice nice boiled sandwich i will give you twenty dollars <laughs> if you go get like a sandwich like a, a tuna a tuna from Ugh. subway boil oh, it and God. eat it <laughs> look I'm i would like, do it if it wasn't 
You have to do it on the show here, and you have to heat the whole thing. I would do it if it wasn't a tuna melt. I fucking I would, cannot stand tuna, dude. I would pay for the Patreon just for that. Exactly. Dude, something we, we, we've talked about doing for the Patreon is, is taking me to Buffalo Wild Wings with a camera and filming me doing the uh, Carolina Reaper Challenge. Oh, dude. Were you there? So there's some, uh, some kind of peanuts that are like a hundred something million scovels, which is like way more than. So what is two million is the highest one on, on Hot Boys? It was like or, or Hot Boys. Hot Boys. Hot Boys. Sean Evans and his guests. Hot Boys. <laughs> they, uh, there's some peanuts that are like way hotter than that, and I got Thomas Finley to eat one, and Katia ate one too. Oh my god! And uh, Thomas chugged a full. He had just bought like pickles, fried pickles. <laughs> And he had a big old ramekin of ranch, and he chugged it and then ran to the bathroom. I'm pretty sure he threw up. I didn't ask. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Yeah. You could see it was like a whole – it was just those, like, spicy crystal things that are, like, baked spice. Ugh. And just, like, oh, a peanut. God. The peanut was, like, this big, and the whole peanut was, like, this big with crystals. <laughs> I like hot stuff, but that's – like, I tried to eat some of those uh... – man, I can't remember. The, the people that do the chip challenges, have you seen the hockeys? Yeah. Pockies. Is it Takis? No, no, the one the one no. chip. Yeah, the yeah, one Pocky. chip challenge. Pocky? No, it's not. Oh, Pocky. Oh, you said Taki. No, Pocky. P-A-C-Q-I. Okay, Pocky. I got the bag of them from Walmart. Just like the hottest ones you can get. I couldn't eat. Like, I didn't even like those. They like. They, yeah. It's like, it's nothing but hot. There's like no flavor. Yeah, it doesn't taste good. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I go get like some Asian food or if I get ramen or something, I'll be like, make it as spicy as possible. Because I like the spice, but it's yeah. also got some flavor there. But if it's just literally just... Just hot mm-mm. and tastes yeah. like... Tastes like... I, I, I don't even know how to describe it's like the metal. taste. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like just a, like cut tongue. Just like splitting your tongue and bleeding. It's just like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like think he, that's what it is, is your, your taste buds just kind of start seeping blood. Yeah. It's yeah. like, why would you do this to us? Call them taste bloods. Taste buds. But what uh, what was the like? So, how has your comedy changed in recent years? Because I've I've noticed this the last time we were on tour. Because I know that we had this conversation the last time you had seen me perform was like a year and a half ago, and you were like, "I did not know that you were the comedian now that you are." I thought you were still that fucking guy. I yes. thought somewhat of the same thing about you, to be honest. Like, really? You've yeah, dude. You've gotten so much fucking better. Like, so I mean, what what? What was that change like? I mean, is it just natural progression, or is like hosting for these shows at the music box making you better? Like, what is it? So I will say honestly, it's kind of come in waves because back, back pre my son, so like five years ago or something, I was doing comedy as much as I possibly could. Like, and I was touring, I was getting out on the road, I was doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. And then my son was born, and I literally took like just a kind of a high, like depression hiatus. Not depression necessarily, but kind of like. <laughs> It was kind of depressing. I mean, it was a little depressing, but I, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy now. I guess uh, maybe that's maybe that's the difference. <laughs> it's the, yeah. When I wasn't happy, I don't know. Who knows? But I uh, I used to write all the time and do comedy all the time, and I felt really good at that point. But now that I kind of haven't been writing as much, and which I, I need to get back to writing, but I've kind of just let myself get on stage and just kind of go with it more. Mm-hmm. So I'm much more comfortable like letting the crowd kind of. 
not necessarily like direct where I'm going, but like kind of keep a conversation going with people and, and knowing that I'm going to come out on top because I let myself do it more. But like after after I got done with one of our bigger tours that I did with Carson and Bill, I felt like I was the funniest I've ever been. And then it's mm-hmm. kind of gone down and then back up, I think, recently. And I think it just depends on how much I'm doing it because it's not like riding a bike. Like if I don't do it for a couple months and I try and get on stage again and just think I'm going to kill it like I did last time, that never worked that way for me. Yeah, right. and you, you've you been doing comedy for a long time, because I, I saw a video on YouTube from 2014 of you doing comedy in, I believe, Boston. I want to say Boston. It was Philadelphia. Philadelphia, same fucking place. Same, same, same thing. <laughs> and so when did you start doing comedy? Was that like at the beginning of your comedy career, or were you already into it a little bit? Um, So I started in 2000 and... it was 13 um and then i kind of moved away to to follow it and i moved to dc but i didn't realize how expensive dc was so i had to work like six days a week and i barely really got to do comedy as much as i wanted to then went with my friend to philly for a little while and did comedy over there and then moved back home and that's when i really started doing it like religiously like trying to get up i would i would try and get up at least like four to five times a week however i could like between between towns and we would crash like local blues open mics we would literally just be like hey we're not playing oh, yeah. we're just gonna annoy you guys with our jokes for a minute <laughs> and at that point so i don't know it's been kind of in and out but so yeah technically i've been doing it for nine years now but i'd say really i've been doing it for about six or seven gotcha yeah, I think that's a, I think that's everybody because I mean my first year in comedy, it was literally like six months between my first time doing it and my second time doing it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think everybody kind of goes through that. I, I was mean, actually thinking recently about that because um, my first time really on stage was your first time too, Jacob, at the uh, yeah. in twenty sixteen. Yep, we lost our virginities together. Yep, and <laughs> I, I was thinking we should uh, one night we should go back and do our sets from that night. I still do a lot of those jokes, actually. Well, some of them are kind of pretty fucking cringe, but like there are a couple of good jokes that I had. I have a couple that I still do for my first time, and I, I have gone back and redone my first set ever because I yeah. started off with, this is my first time doing comedy, so you guys don't laugh at me. And I did that again <laughs> like five years into comedy. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> you keep, it's one of those things where you keep doing it, and eventually it's funny because it's ironic. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I know, Jason, your first time doing comedy, you did, like, five minutes yeah. of, like, yelling about, like, someone sticking a hair straightener up their ass. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I had a whole like, bit that... about how the downfall of humanity is uh, directly linked to the use of uh, warning labels. <laughs> I think we should get rid of them. <laughs> I just remember you... I just remember you yelling about someone sticking a hair straightener up their ass. Like, that's all I remember from your set. And I remember you getting so mad that no one laughed at it. <laughs> I remember I saw it on your face that you were fucking fuming. <laughs> I was so nervous. I was so wrapped up in the writing aspect of it, not the performing aspect. So I just, like, looked at my shoes and flipped yeah. the microphone cord for a while. And I remember, because nobody told me what the light was. So I just thought, like, this dude was taking so many pictures of me. I did, like, seven minutes, and the dude was like, it was oh, fine, man. it was okay. I remember somebody being like, it's your, 
I've, I still don't think I've, I've gotten that high again. But everybody was like, oh, it was your first time. It was amazing. Still, right. like, that's still one of my favorite times too. Kind of comedy. Oh, absolutely, dude. I mean, same thing happened to me pretty much. Like, because I know that it was not that great, but everyone made it out like it was the best comedy they'd ever seen in their entire life. Yeah, dude. And I believe them. <laughs> yeah, right. I, um, oh, have you ever gotten a light that's, so obnoxiously bright that you forgot the rest of your set <laughs> yeah it kind of makes you stop for a second and then you gotta, yeah. gotta think about what is that and then go back and it like fucks up the whole rhythm i've i got that the one time i went to a, an open mic in hattiesburg the host shined a fucking industrial grade dewalt flashlight he picked up from ace hardware or some shit that was Christ. so obnoxiously bright this was my third time doing comedy it was so obnoxiously bright that I was just like, all right, good night. <laughs> like, I had nothing else to say because I had just saw God. Just do like me and just completely ignore the light like I did for you, Jacob, and do 12 yeah. minutes as opposed to the five I was supposed to do. <laughs> Dude, as long as you don't, the thing that makes me the, the angriest, if you don't see it or if you just like keep going, then that's whatever. But there's a few people, I won't name drop, folks but Thomas Finley. About it before. yeah Thomas <laughs> <He's one of laughs> <them. laughs> Love you, Thomas. Go, i know i see the light and then continue to do like three more minutes it's like dude, that, that's not right. it's not how this works so i literally had to sit him down at one point like dude look people other places will be very upset with you if you do mm -hmm. that i am upset with you right now <laughs> but i'm talking to you in my parent voice and not in my right. angry my angry mad hothead voice. Yeah, we did the mother's day show uh, uh a couple of weeks ago and uh jacob apparently gave me the light uh, numerous times but i just never oh, saw yeah. it i don't know how i didn't see it because you were like See, right that's, that's excuse that's that's one thing at least yeah. you didn't acknowledge the light and say fuck you the light does not control me on my stage right i mean that's what i did when i was an open micer because <laughs> I, <laughs> I i i thought that i was so much better than everybody that i was like i'm just gonna keep doing my comedy because i'm funnier than all these people i was such a fucking prick dude and eventually i did it with wally i fucking muted myself i did it with wally when he was hosting at the kraken and he got mad at me he sat me down he's like dude you have to fucking stop doing that like i i let you get away with that because i like you like you yeah. keep doing it like it's going to be a fucking problem. And you you don't want Wally mad at you. Wally's like the nicest person on the planet. Oh, if you get yeah, him if Wally's mad, at, mad you, at you, you probably fucked up. I don't Wally's think I've, met, I don't I've met Wally. Really? You've never yeah. met Wally Phelps? Uh-uh. Dude. Holy shit, man. He's starting to get back out into the scene. He's one of the best comedians down here. Uh, I mean, Hell yeah. yeah, for sure. So, hopefully once everything gets fully back to normal, he'll be Making the rounds. I'm gonna start yeah. dragging him over to Mobile that yeah, way. Please do. We need we need people, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Speaking of people in Mobile, so we're coming up to the end of the show here. We have about seven minutes left on the Zoom, so we'll go ahead and start wrapping everything up. Um, thank you so much for booking me. By the way, uh, I'll announce it here on the show. I already put it on my Facebook. I am opening for Jenny Zagrino, uh, June 27th at the Alabama Music Box going to be a 10 minute opener over there so please buy your tickets to see me and support uh the local comedy scene over there and um you know that's that's how they keep getting headliners over there is is you buying tickets it's not like the presidential election where your vote doesn't matter 
it's uh you can actually make a difference by ticket. Yeah, definitely. I told you what, I put that that one girl stormer. It's her second time doing comedy. I feel like such a fucking sellout. But I already know that since I've said that she was gonna be on the thing, she's already sold like twelve VIP tickets. So Yeah. It was a move. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's it's her people. I'm gonna be honest. It seems like I'm probably gonna bomb in front of her people, but I don't fucking care. Like she's putting butts in seats. Dude, man. I don't know. You just keep yelling at folks, man. Just keep doing your thing. Just make them patient. <laughs> that's that's what I do. I yell. It's yeah. It that's works. my comedy. It worked. It does but, not work uh, for me. And so yeah, your next your next thing is the Sean Patton show, right? June twentieth. Yeah. June twentieth, Sean Patton. Yeah, still got a bunch of tickets for that. Me, JP Leonard. Carson Taylor, gonna be good, and yeah, and Sean Patton, obviously. Yeah, I was gonna say his name again. <laughs> and me and Jason are gonna be there having some beers yeah. with uh, with old SP, our best friend, our good buddy Sean hmm. Patton. He invited us out there to have a couple beers with him, so we're gonna go Hell hang yeah. out. And uh, what he night? Came to the... Mobile a few a few years ago, and he's a super nice guy. Oh, absolutely. What uh, what nights are the uh, the open mics you got going on over there? And right now, the only one we've got is every Thursday at uh, Albion Music Box, 8.30 sign-ups and 9 o'clock go-ups. And even if there's, like, a show at Music Box on the Thursday, we wind up doing it. They own Mary Widow, which is right across the street. So if there's not, if it's not there, you can literally just turn around and look right there. So it'll be right. at one of those bars every, every Thursday. Fantastic. And do you have anything else you want to plug while you're on here, or is that about sum it up? Uh, yes, Mobile Comedy Festival, if anybody wants oh, to. Oh, fuck. We didn't even yeah. talk about it. Yeah, if anybody wants to put it, there's still the, the early bird submissions are over, but the it's still going on. You can still submit to be in that, and there'll be the competition portion. Todd Barry be a part of it. Do a bartender comedy show, which Stormer did her first time on the bartender comedy show, which is I don't even know if you can count that as real comedy. It's just a bunch of people there to see their friends, but <laughs> it'll be there. And then Jason P. Leonard's going to be bringing over his Stone vs. Drunk vs. Sober. Oh hell yeah! On that Friday, that Friday, I gotta night. get on that, dude. I gotta get that fucking drunk set in there, bro. Dude, hey, I don't, I don't know if I have a complete. I, I asked Joe Carlisle to be the drunk set, and he was like, "I'm sober now." I was like, "Fucker, you're not. You're fucking up yeah. my comedy now, dude. What are you doing?" So yeah, I'll talk to you about that. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I got in on the early bird uh tickets or no the early bird submissions for the Mobile Comedy Festival. I know I talked to a couple comics last night about uh submitting. Yo, it, it is it is worth it, guys. Like that that money that you submit to that, that's cheaper than any other comedy festival I've ever heard of. And if you win the competition portion, you get five hundred dollars in your pocket. So Yeah. Second and third, second and third will get something too. We right. haven't decided I, quite exactly what that is, but Absolutely. That's fucking fantastic, man. So yeah, please submit to that if you guys haven't yet. Uh where can people find you on the internet? Uh right here on open micers podcast right now <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> uh zeke buckholtz on facebook i guess honestly uh mobile comedy festival on facebook mobiles comedy on facebook i got like nine different ones so just mobiles got mobile comedy festival i don't really use instagram i need to get it onto that but alabama music box instagram you'll see all the stuff and you can buy all the tickets to all these shows at alabamamusicbox.com as well so that's yeah that's all i got i think fantastic hate to steal jason's line there jason what do you have to say buddy <laughs> uh i got a show coming up on the 27th 
uh, with uh, previous Dueling guest, shows. Nikki Coleman, uh, 27th in uh, Pensacola for the uh, the grown-up comedy night. Uh, huh? I'm not sure where it's going to be, so as soon as I find that out, I'll let everybody know. I believe it will be at Back Porch. Back if Porch. I'm not That's right. That's right. Back Porch. So if you're in Pensacola or near Pensacola, it's going to be the 27th, so meet us over there, yep. and uh, it'll be fun. Or if you're a Mobile, come see me over for Jimmy Zangrino. Jimmy yeah. Zangrino. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Sangria. Yeah, Jenny Sangria. Uh, and she's, and I'll just go ahead and say it. She's going to be our, our guest next week on the podcast, Jenny Zangrino. So. Awesome. Oh, she is. Come on Hell back yeah. and watch that episode. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to play our music here. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at openmikerspodcast@gmail.com. We are at openmikers on Twitter and uh, openmikerspodcast on Facebook. And uh, go support us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash ompodcast or just go to ompodcast.com. And uh, that's going to do it for this week, and we will see you guys next week.